I believe that this is the most important time in history, getting ahead of that and controlling that image when people go and look you up. When it comes to anything online in, in the e-commerce space, right? If you're going to purchase online, it's extremely important that you handle that brand properly because people are always going to look you up in one of two places. In the first place, they're going to look you up is your social media accounts. And the one thing I love about social is you're able to control the impression that people are seeing with the content and the things that you're putting out. Welcome to Reinvention After 50, a Brand 50 podcast where we interview a large spectrum of entrepreneurs that have started their businesses later in life. Learn, be inspired, and get motivated by their stories so that you can take your life's experiences and turn them into your next venture. And here are your hosts, Jack Uhaldi and Robert Eriartboard. Welcome everyone to Reinvention After 50, a Brand 50 podcast. Today we have Jackie Holiday, my partner here, did an awesome, incredible interview with Ryan White, who is 31-year-old phenom when it comes to social media. Just tell us a little bit about, you know, what this interview is going to be about. You know, the thing I love about doing this podcast, Rob, is the ability to meet people that you otherwise would never meet. I just never thought, you know, again, I would I would be able to interview someone as dynamic as Ryan. He's an entrepreneur who at a very early age, it's a fascinating story, you know, got into baseball and baseball coaching and whatnot and started learning how to use social media. So he started like just learning on his own um, and then developed a business from it uh, where he's helping now he's helping people like you and I sort of develop their social media, I guess, proof of concept or, or, or social uh, identity. Mm -hmm. um, as, as he would refer to it, but real fascinating story and really something, even though he's only 31 years old, he's in, in the last four or five years has an incredible story that I think our listeners could really benefit from learning about. Yeah. And we talked about, you know, the challenges that we have with social media, you know, me personally, and th this just goes to show, you know, people in our age bracket that there's nothing wrong of you know, talking to Ryan White's and matter of fact, you should, you should be talking to different generations, especially the generations that have really learned how to do this properly. And you can have this collaboration. You don't have to have this, you know, fight because they're so-called whatever millennial millennials or whatever. They have so much information and especially Ryan White, he is, you can tell in the interview, he is a man of integrity and he will steer you the right way. So I just yeah. love the fact that he is open to everybody and people like us need people like Ryan. Totally. He is definitely a man of integrity. I really, really enjoyed the conversation that I had with him. And, and as I said, this guy lost, well, he his, his in, in a short amount of time, he had a lot of changes happen. Uh, I think he's around 27, built up a million plus followers. And then one day Instagram decided to change their algorithm how, and how they identify, I guess. So I don't know the nuts and bolts of, uh, on it all, but well, he no, basically. But one, one, t I think his first successful website, somebody went in there and paid like thousands of dollars to just completely r remove his profile and he lost all these followers. He did, right. They, 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 and, and he's not sure, he doesn't exactly know what happened, but he does believe he you know, was able to identify the person. But they also changed the algorithm as well, and where he lost 700,000 followers on Instagram in one day. And it happened to be something that Instagram did. And he basically lost everything. He lost a seven-figure income because of it. So he shares his taxes on how to build, how he built his following back up. And it's, he sort of turned what was a real negative in his life and in his business into a positive. And now he's helping people do the same. 
Yeah, and that's the one thing I really got out of that interview is that whenever he had these incredible mishaps, you know, not not because of his doing, he just kind of regrouped. You know, the first time where he got, you know, pretty much hacked, he took six months off of doing social media just to regroup his life and he came back bigger and stronger. Right. And it just goes to show that when you have these mishaps, you have to just get in the right state of mind again, whatever that takes, you know? And he took that six months and he just came back. Exactly. And what he does with this podcast, with the interview, so he does talk a lot about what happened, the negatives, how he turned it into a positive, but he also shares how he helps brands get verification on social media platforms and as well as strategies on building up their bio, your bio, like our bio on Instagram. So he, there's a lot of action items and there's a lot of, of nuggets that people will, I think, benefit from listening to this podcast. All right. Sounds good. Let's throw it to the interview. Ryan White, uh, digital entrepreneur, uh, just magic man as far as I'm concerned. Uh, really impressed with you. Thank you for joining me on the Brand 50 podcast. Yes, sir. Jack, man, I'm excited to be here. I appreciate you having me. So you are, uh, uh, as I said to you on our pre-chat here, I am so thoroughly impressed as uh, just you as an individual. you got such integrity. It comes through with everything that I've, I've listened to, all the, the other interviews and podcasts you've done, the reading I've done on you. You are a very, very genuine in individual. And I've never had anybody on this podcast that has the following that you do on social media. So what you're doing is working and I'm, and I'm I'm looking forward to sharing or you have you sharing your secrets with our with our audience yeah for sure um i'm excited to to, to dive in and, and and drop some nuggets for your audience to see how they too can leverage social media and, and digital pr to go build a massive online brand if that's something they're looking to do and uh, i appreciate the kind words as well uh, i try to be a man of integrity so i'm glad that's coming through it is coming through loud and clear. And I got to say, with my podcast, I think you're the youngest guy that I've ever had. I, you're 31, correct? That is correct. 31. And we're going to get into your story in here in just a second, because you, you you made it really, really quick. You got super, super big. I know you had some struggles, which you'll share with the audience. Um, but you did this in such a short window and you're, you're just, you're, you've done such a phenomenal job on the different businesses that you've got going on. So just for our, our for our audience, you've got okay. So when I'm looking at Instagram right now, I've, I've so you've got CEO Ryan White, uh, which you currently have on Instagram, 2.3 million followers. You've got that piece of. You also have an agency called Social Revelation. It's a digital agency where you help people increase brand awareness online. If you can, maybe just for those two businesses, just give us a brief overview of what they are and how they're different. Yeah, for sure. So with my personal brand, we tap more into like press contributions to places like Forbes, business.com, entrepreneur. And so in, with, with that brand specifically in Ryan White University, it's kind of like a sub, sub segment, if you will, of my personal brand where I'm looking to go and kind of think of it as like a Cardone University where I'm looking to go and basically teach in this area, right, of social media, personal branding in that space. Because that's, that's kind of where I've really niched down the last six years. And I feel like I can really help a ton of people who are looking to go and do this successfully, do it at a very high level and do it very efficiently and quickly. So that's kind of what that is. My personal brand is, is more geared towards being more educational for people who are trying to travel the road that I went down the last six years. And then Social Revelation is my agency that we have more done for you type of services. So it's not my personal brand is kind of more of a, I'm teaching you how to fish. It may take a little bit longer, but you're learning the ins and outs of the game. 
And then social revelation is more for those people who are looking for done for you services like, hey, Ryan, I'm looking to go build 100,000 followers on social media. Maybe it's Instagram, Facebook. And I just want to pay someone to go and do that while I focus on my business. And so that's kind of the, the biggest difference between my personal brand and then the agency side. That's awesome. And I can see us, uh, Brand 50, being able to utilize your services at some point here. Because I think like us, a lot of businesses and people struggle with that. And, and a lot of people, in my opinion, make the mistake of when you look at the funnel, the full funnel approach, they don't look at the full funnel approach starting from the top, which is branding. They want to get right into conversion at the very bottom of that funnel. And it starts with branding. So branding, right? Branding is, is super, super important. And a lot of people don't do it right. A hundred percent. You know, we live in a digital age here in 2022 where everything's going online. I mean, I think the pandemic that happened in 2020 only accelerated what was already taking place. Uh, you can see people even at corporations, right, that are now working remotely and things of that sort. And so I believe that this is the most important time in history where you have to focus on your online reputation. And that's kind of what I what I teach people is like, really taking a strong step forward and building your online reputation, getting ahead of that and controlling that image when people go and look you up. So I like to tell people, you know, when it comes to anything online and in, in the e-commerce space, right? If you're going to purchase online, it's extremely important that you handle that brand properly because people are always going to look you up in one of two places. In the first place, they're going to look you up as your social media accounts, right? A lot of times, if you're even trying to get hired for a job, that employer is going to look up on your, your social media channels. And so you want to make a strong impression there. And the one thing I love about social is you're able to control the impression that people are seeing with the content and the things that you're putting out. And so I just think that's so impactful. And so we want to make sure that we're checking that social media box. And the second place people are going to look you up is they're going to go to Google and they're going to type in your name, your business, or your brand. And so it's super important to dominate that first page of Google and so this is where we like leverage digital PR, aka digital press, for telling that story and dominating the Google and checking that box. Okay, gotcha. And then as far as like, okay, so CEO Ryan White, so you've got 2.3 million followers. <laughs> and when and you started, tell me, tell us when did you start that? Like when was that started? Yeah, so I've had that that page probably, I think I started it in January of 2020. And there's a funny little backstory uh, kind of behind that. Basically, I started with Instagram, you know, back in 2013, like most people had no idea what I was doing. Uh, matter of fact, when I got into the social media space back in 2016, I had like 1,200 followers. And so, you know, basically through trial and error, going through the school of hard knocks, right, and learning the things that work that we now use in our agency to, to grow other people's accounts, I got really, really good, obviously, at, at growing these things quickly. And so I kind of went from 1,200 to say 100K back around 2016, 2017 very quickly. Now, I also want to point out that back in that time, it was a lot easier to grow organically than it is today. So that, you know, the tactics that we leverage today aren't exactly the same that we use back then. It's a space that's constantly evolving. But the whole idea when I first started was, you know, I was a baseball instructor at the time. And so, therefore, I would target the people who had a predetermined interest in baseball, right? So, the, the, the method of how to go and do this is to get in front of the people who would have the most interest in, who would likely have the most interest in, interest in what you're doing, right? And so, if I, if I went and I, you know, basically hung bait in front of people that were following Major League Baseball, Atlanta Braves, Mike Trout, who's a professional baseball player, right? If I did certain tasks, right, follow, like, comment, leave genuine comments, right? On, on people's profiles, 
it generates awareness and you know, curiosity on, on who is this guy. So imagine a world where Jack comes on, he's following Major League Baseball. Ryan White has now followed his profile. He's liked his top three posts. And I've taken the time, right, to click on one of those posts and actually leave you a very genuine comment there so that when you come on and you look in your activity feed, you're like, who is this Ryan guy? Now, imagine you click back through to my profile and you see that I'm a baseball instructor who's actually teaching people, producing very high-quality content on pitching, hitting, fielding, et cetera. You're like, wow, this guy's pretty cool, right? I like baseball. He's obviously push, putting out a lot of good stuff. And so you are you have a high likelihood that you're going to follow me back, okay? Right. And so the conversion rate was was extremely high back in those days. I mean, like 30 to 40% of anybody that we, that we interacted with back 2016, 2017. And so that was in and of itself was kind of how we, how we went out and, and we built these followings for people. And we could do this across different niches. I just obviously use baseball because that was the one that I was in. Um, and so, yeah, man, that, that in and of itself is kind of how not only I built my profile, but you know, I did it for my wife, I did it for my friends, my family. And then lo and behold, other people started taking notice and saying, hey, can you kind of help me? And then kind of fast forwarding to uh, 2020, I actually had, you know, whoever it was, uh, I, I kind of got targeted on Instagram. I actually lost my entire verified page at 700,000 followers back in 2019. Super unfortunate. Um, I lost my personal and I lost my business account, which was responsible for 100% of my lead generation. It had over 100,000 followers. So I lost both in one day and it kind of went right back to ground zero. So, now, so let me actually stop there for yep. a second. So you, and I've, I'm hearing this more and more people in the wellness community where Facebook or even Instagram will just cut them out. Did Instagram just cut you out just cold? So this was more about, uh, from, from what I've gathered, right? Cause I have contacts in the space. It was, it was a competitor of mine who kind of more saw me as a threat and kind of taking up a lot of market share. And so if you, if you know enough people right in the game, you can actually pay enough money. I was actually told by my sources, it was to the likes of $25,000 to have my page taken down. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, he handed it off to an internal guy that he paid money off to basically to disable and deactivate my accounts. And so, um, super unfortunate. Uh, he never, you know, I never wanted to, I don't like to have beef with, with anybody in business. You know, I try to just, do right by everyone. And I only try to surround myself with people who obviously are people of high integrity, people that I could leave my wife in a room with for a month and not have to worry about it. These are the types of people I want to be in business with. And so I kind of left it alone. I mean, I'd heard through the grapevine of a name, right, of who it most likely was and, and it checked out. So I have a good idea. But, you know, I took six months off from social media, kind of looked at it as a blessing to step away to um, get outside more, right, and not be so involved because to be honest, I had no idea the amount of influence and time that I was actually putting into my social channels until it was stripped away from me. Right. And so as they say, right, always try to look at the positive in every situation. And for me, I kind of Sabbath, if you will, I still ran my agency and, and delivered on my clients, but I just kind of like took a step back from social for about six months. And in, I remember January, 2020, this was before I knew COVID was happening. I said, okay, we're going to create a new account. We're going to get back on the horse and we're going to just keep doing our thing. We're going to control what we can control. And, uh, and we did. And so lo and behold, within 30 days, I was back ver verified. I had over hundred thousand followers within the first 30 days and we never looked back. That's, that's an incredible story. And I know, I know in that time period that you lost a lot of money, like it literally, like you, you were making 
a lot of money at that point in time. And then I know that that really nice car behind you there, that's the BMW, right? Yeah, that's the BMW i8. Yes, sir. Yeah. So you were living a different, uh, uh, I mean, I don't know the lifestyle. I'm sure you're living a great lifestyle now, but in terms of finances and everything, um, it's like you're way, way up here. And then it just, like you said, within a day or two, it was just like, it was, it was from like, you went down to nothing. A hundred percent. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I love to tell this story now in, in hindsight, now that I'm kind of over it, because I think there's, it, there's power obviously in people's testimony at the time, you know, if, and I'll kind of dial this back to, to kind of make it hit a little bit harder. But, you know, I came from a, a small town of, of 3000 people. My parents were educators. You know, I remember there was times at 16 years old, I would try to take my girlfriend out on a date and my, my mom would hand me the card and, you know, say, Hey, go to the ATM, get some cash. And I'd pull out 20 bucks. And I would literally see like a hundred bucks left in the bank account, you know, at the end of the month, that's kind of where I come from. And so this whole idea of going into entrepreneurship and, and, being a business owner was something that I had always kind of inherently knew that I wanted to do, but I had really no example of it. Right. And so to kind of look at where I'm at now in, in, in the speed in which I got to where I, where I got to, it was just, uh, it's kind of crazy, really. It's, it's a blessing, uh, from God, from the heavens above. And, you know, there's, there was no rhyme or reason as to why I should have been and, and got to the position that I did as fast as I did. And so I'll just kind of start with that. And then, what I want to say is, is when I started my company, I was 27 years old. So before I had the idea, I was a baseball instructor making about 40 grand a year when I met my wife. And I knew in that moment when I met my wife that things needed to change. I needed to step into this role of a provider, start thinking more long-term. And so this is where the idea of like, I need to make a, make a change and I need to start thinking more long-term, more, more like a true husband and father would for his future family. And so I started with social. So the idea... Of, of everything that I started doing was I want to be a business owner. I have no idea what business I'm going to start, but if I have an audience that I can you know, speak to, whatever I decide, it'll be, it'll get off the ground a lot easier. And so I started just, you know, I would go to baseball lessons from three to nine o'clock at night. I would stay up till, you know, one, two, three o'clock in the morning. Uh, my wife remembers this time very clearly. And we were at the time, you know, all I had was a 700 square foot, one bedroom, one bathroom apartment. And I would stay up and I would just basically I would research the Gary V's, the Tony Robbins of the world. I would read forums and I would just read every little thing I could about growth hacking. And I would test different things on my own little accounts that I had until, you know, after about six months of doing this consistently, I started to finally get a little bit of traction. And so I got enough traction that by 27 years old in 2017, I said, I'm going to start a business and I'm going to create an LLC and I'm going to have the guy that I'm working for. Uh, he actually helped me set it up and he probably helped me because he had no idea that this was going to turn into what it was, but he was like, this guy won't start a business. Sure. I'm going to, I'm going to help him out. And lo and behold, I looked, I got to the end of, of 2017. Okay. First year that the business was incorporated and I, and I analyzed my numbers and my full-time job produced me about $40,000. And this new part-time hustle that I had called social revelation marketing had produced, you know, around $50,000. And so I was like, Hmm, I wonder what would look like if I stepped away from this part-timing thing or this full-time job and stepped into this part-time gig full-time. Right. right. And so in 2018, I did just that. I stepped away from baseball for the first time in my life. And I said, I'm going to go all in on this and see what can happen. And I started doing social media growth for Instagram specifically. So this is the power of niching down and going deep versus wide. I was like, 
people would come up to me and they say, Hey man, can you help me grow my Twitter? And I'd say, Nope, but I can grow your Instagram. And then, you know, people would come up and say, Hey man, can you help me with Facebook? And I'd say, no, but I'm the best at growing your Instagram. And that was our messaging. And I can tell you that at the end of 2018, after our first full year in business, about 18 months after I had come up with this idea, we did our first million dollars in sales. So I was 28 years old. And, you know, now, you know, when you hit a seven figure mark at, at, at 28 and you've never experienced this kind of money in your life, obviously it can be very challenging if you don't have people around you to kind of guide you with that. And so it's, it's kind of the same story that you hear of the 18 year old kid who gets drafted, you know, gets a you know, few million dollar signing bonus and that kid goes and like disrupts his life because he, he has more money than he knows what to do with. And so, and he didn't really have the guidance. And so I feel like I had a season of that in my life. Not that I was out doing just crazy things, but you know, I'm, I had moved from small town, Georgia to right outside of Atlanta. I was living in Buckhead, which is one of the, you know, the, the nicer areas of Atlanta. You know, I bought a $145,000 sports car, this BMW I8 behind me, you know, and so I'm 28, I'm, I'm, I'm living in downtown in a, in a very nice two bedroom, two bath in the heart of uh, where all the action is in Buckhead. I'm driving this car, you know, I bought myself a Rolex watch and did all the things that a 28 year old would do. And you just, you know, I had the attitude of you can't tell me nothing, you know, kind of thing. My parents had no idea what I was doing. They, they were asking me if I was selling drugs. Um, I'm like, no, mom, I'm not selling drugs. She's like, okay, well, what you're doing is legal, right? I'm like, yes, it's just the social media. It's on the rise. This is, this is going to be a thing. And, um, it was just funny because I promise you, if, if my mom walked through that door right there and for a million dollars, she were to get on this call and explain what I did for a living, she couldn't do it. Uh, bless her heart. But, um, so I went through that. And so at 28, I remember at 28 years old, I mean, at what I felt like was just at the peak of the mountain. Okay. I'm sitting here and I'm like, man, life is great. And so we actually book a friend's trip. I, I, I book a trip down to Tulum, Mexico for my birthday in June, summer of 2019. And what was very interesting about this was while I was down there having the best time of my life, paying for all my, my buddies, stuff, you know, my, my girlfriend and, and some of my family and my buddy buddies to come down, I got a phone call um, and, and one little thing happened. You know, Instagram basically made, made a tweak in their algorithm. And at the time, the way we were fulfilling a lot of these accounts was through software. And so in 2019, if you're in the social media game, you know, this is like, this is the time where everything changed. If you're on the outside, you may not understand the significance of it, but with the API change, anyone who virtually was in software and growing accounts on Instagram, it it went to zero pretty much overnight. And so just imagine, you know, $50,000 a month, you know, in recurring residual income, um, not including, you're not, you're just every morning you wake up, there's 50 grand in the account. 100%. Hundred percent. Wow. I mean, yeah. easily, and and not including our one-time buys and other little things that we were doing. So I'm talking just just rebills. You know, we probably had at that time fifty thousand dollars a month coming in. And I remember within the next ninety days, because our software couldn't do what it needed to do, it, we lost virtually, I'd say ninety percent of the the residual income. You know, that was coming in because it, you know, the growth we couldn't do the growth that people were paying us to go and do, and so. In retrospect, now I can see that that was one of the best things that ever happened to us at the time being in the middle of the bubble. It was horrible. And so one one thing that I had access to, I can kind of see this now um, because I'm a man of faith. Right. So I was someone who never felt like they truly had like 
you know, a, an amazing testimonial story that they could share with people. And it would just, you know, people start crying, breaking down and it would truly impact people. And I remember always praying, you know, like, I wish I had that, that testimonial story and lo and behold. Okay. Um, God was like, I got something for you. I have a humbling experience for you. And so here I am, you know, just living life. I get the phone call next 90 days, you know, virtually I lose 90% of my, my passive income. And what I realized is, is God was basically because I wasn't using my abilities that I had, that he, that he gifted me in the best possible way. Right. And I was kind of wasting potential. He was like, I'm just going to pull a few little things away to get your attention. And that's typically, I feel like how, how he works, at least in my life, in my experience, anytime God wants to get to my attention, he starts to pull things away from me. Right. Or he creates friction. Sure. And so with that being said, I remember when that happened, the next easy pivot for me to, to make some quick money was I have a lot of contacts. And so helping brands and, and businesses, personal brands, et cetera, get verification, the blue check mark, that was something that I was really good at because we had access to doing digital press. And it's the press articles went that, cert, that uh, rank on Google for a person or brand's name that actually leads you to getting verification on social media profiles. Mm. Okay, so if you don't know that, that's the number one factor that goes into play is like, if you want to get verification, they're basically going to Google your name and they're going to see how notable is this person according to Google? Is he a, a considered a highly searched for individual? So, so let me ask you a question on that because mm-hmm. this is valuable information. So these are articles, are these, are these um, like, like editorial articles or are they sponsored articles? Like how, how do you get these articles, you know, a hundred percent. Great question, because a lot of people miss the boat on this. So for the purpose of verification, sponsored articles actually do not work. Uh, press releases do not work. Matter of fact, it's gotten to the point now because it's gotten so competitive and so many people are applying for it. Like our contact told us literally like two weeks ago that they were getting like thousands of requests every single day for verification. So because of that, these platforms are constantly like making changes to their policy of like what, what's deemed notable and what's not. And so it's gotten to the point now where you have to have certain publications that have say a domain rating of at least 70 or above. Right. And those are most of the, the domain rating you need in, in order to rank on the first page of Google anyway. So it has to be written, you know, by a contributor, by a staff writer, right. From that publication, it can't be a press release, can't be sponsored. So you can't pay for it. Okay. Because anything that's considered paid for, theoretically, is, is not considered as part of that notability. And sure. so they would not use that article if that makes sense. Now, back when this was a little bit easier, so say 2016, 2018, as long as you had 10 to 15 different articles about you that weren't just blatantly press releases, you could, you could get it through. Uh, now, today, they even have, because when, here, here's the, the deal. When you have a lot of people that's using the same, like say 10 to 15 articles, right? Because they're using these same uh, different agencies who, who do this. Um, the problem is, is when you have enough people that are sent in with the same exact 10 to 15 articles, you know, whatever platform tends to catch on and then they'll start blacklisting publications going, obviously, these are publications Uh-oh. that people are going to and they're paying to get this exact bundle deal. Right. So that bundle deal, eventually it stops working. Right. And this is something that happens in, in rotation about every four to six months in this game. And so what people have to understand is like, you know, they're looking for publications that, number one, a lot of other people before you haven't already used. And then number two, they also have to be from what who what they consider 
a reputable publication. So it's not what we think. And so I see all the time people come and they're like, man, I got 75 articles, can't get verification. And it's like, yeah, but how many of those are obviously on the blacklisted side right. of all of that? And so the, here, here's the reality. It's gotten to the point now that these plans that, that, that marketing agencies are doing for people, they're significantly more expensive because as different uh, articles get blacklisted, naturally, we have to go get better publications, which naturally cost more money, which inflates the cost of deliverability. So therefore, that gets passed on to the consumer. Right. And so- just, just some little fun fact for your audience right now. And if you were to, if you're like, Hey, I'm a person, I'm a person and I would like verification. What does something like that look like? Those costs are around like $26,000 for you to go get the articles and the credibility you need to get it done. Um, and if you're a business, it's more around like 40 grand. Dang. Now, do you guys write the articles or is it, is it, is that individual write the article? Uh, so the way that it works, the process is, yeah, we have writers on hand. Uh, so we questionnaire would go out, a client would fill out a questionnaire our writers would construct drafts, submit back to the client for approval. Upon approval, they would then go to uh, out back out to the publications for live drafts. And so a lot of this network now is built on relationships. And so a lot of different vendors who have access to volume now will, will even uh, contract deals for exclusivity so that they basically can guarantee that all these other people basically aren't going to ruin, you, you, you see what I'm saying? Their, yeah, their pipeline, no, just, yeah. their yeah. level of fulfillment. So and they probably now. want, and they probably want exclusivity, right? I mean, if you're, if I'm a publisher, I'm not going to want this article to be picked up another on another domain. I want, I want it strictly for me. So if you've got a good writer, somebody with potentially a good, it's a good niche or whatever. Yeah, I would imagine the publisher would be very interested in that. A hundred percent. It works on both sides because they have one one pipeline they have to focus on one relationship and they're getting a constant flow. And the thing with publications too, is they're always looking for notable people with great stories to tell. So if you're telling me that it's kind of like a win-win because obviously they're, they're getting an article about an individual who's very successful with a powerful story, maybe three to five tips that they can push out to their readers. Right. And then on the flip side, obviously the, the actual client is getting a placement in a notable publication that they can then leverage uh, not only on their social media or their website and things like that, but it'll also help them for their, for their check mark that they're trying to go and get. Great nuggets of information. Okay. I want to kind of get into just a couple of things here. I, I like I said, we could have gone on and on and on. And I, I, there's so many different areas I want this interview to go in. I, Cause again, I'm fascinated with your story. I was going to actually touch on your event timeline. One of the things that you did on your website, official I'd suggest mm -hmm. our listeners go in viewers because we'll have video on this too. Go to your website, but I absolutely love what you did with uh, your time, your event timeline, basically your life, your professional career, and, and you 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 highlight from 2013 to 2017 the baseball academy, the coaching. I was gonna you, you already kind of talked a little bit about that, but the one thing that I love about that story you shared is <clears throat> you knew nothing about social media at the, when you started this academy, but you eventually figured out that you needed to grow an audience. And so you learned how to do it, right? So you went to Ryan White University to learn how to do it, to create it, to, to create the process and doing it. You became an expert in that one thing. And it's one thing with our brand 50 audience is when you reach a certain level of age, 40, 50, 60, you're an expert in something. So like I'm an expert in video production, video, um, and I'm working with my cousin Rob on developing an academy on how teaching businesses, how to do their own videos. It's something that we're going to be doing. So everybody's an expert in something. But you learn how to do that. You turn it into this, this amazing business. And I should say businesses, plural. But take us to Instagram. So we have a lot of folks like myself and my cousin 
where you know we're trying to grow our, our Instagram page, maybe start with a person's bio because I've heard you speak about like the bio is like a really really important thing. Talk about the importance of a of a bio on your Instagram page. A hundred percent. So the bio is the first thing right? That, that someone's going to see when they come to your page. And so I, I tell people, you have about eight seconds to basically convince someone why they should stay, stay there, right? Whether they should follow you, kind of what you're about. And so I kind of break it down. Uh, if you look at mine, I actually just changed mine up a little bit, but in the very first line, I try to give like a, a golden nugget, right? Of something more personality. So for me, I, I had Ephesians 2.8 on there for, for a long time. So people that immediately then they're like, oh, he's a man of God, like he's a man of faith, someone of high integrity. And then in lines two or three, very quickly, you want to identify and tell people exactly it is who you are, what you do and how you can help them. And so if you see on my page, I actually have it in bold exactly kind of what I do. And this is, you know, we help entrepreneurs take their online brands to the next level, basically. And I don't have the, the you know, my, my bio sitting right in front of me. But in essence, the goal here, the idea is that the moment you read my second line, you should have an idea of how I can go and serve you. And if you if you're like if you connect with that or or, or, if, or if that's a problem that you face, you're immediately going to continue going down my page, right? To see if I may be someone that you want to work with. And so, kind of why I also have my wife in my bio is because you you also if you've built other pages or you're affiliated with other brands, it's important to put those in there so that if, when people click through right to my wife and they see that okay, aside from the fact that she's beautiful, right? She has one point one. It does help. But, but secondly, she has 1.1 million followers. And thirdly, she's also verified. And so that actually plays in, you know, it increases the perceived credibility of my brand as well. Cause not only is it me, but it's like, he's done this obviously as well for his wife. And so again, super important. Now, Another thing that you can put here is as you start to get digital press and things of that sort, we want to make sure that we have notability here. And so a lot of people will leverage like as seen in, right? So right. you can put as seen in Forbes, Inc., Entrepreneur. I've had that in my bio at, at certain times in the past. And so there are a couple elements in this. So like line one, I would say, you know, obviously put something unique about you uh, that kind of makes you relatable. The second line you want to make sure that you're either putting something of credibility or you're telling people how you can help them. And why it's important that we get those first three lines right is because on a cell phone, the preview only shows the first three lines of a person's bio. And then mm -hmm. underneath that, it'll actually, you'll have to click a button that says show more to see anything past line three. And, and most of it's on mobile. So this is extremely important. You don't want people to have to click show more in order to find out who it is and how you can serve them. That's why it has to be in line two or three. Yeah. On yours, I was going to say on your, I'm on your, your Instagram page right now. So I'm on growyourbrand.io. So that's the one we're talking okay. about. Gotcha. You yes, guys I take brands to the next level online and you've got that all in up, uppercase bold. Exactly. You, you've got at CEO, CEO Ryan White, which is I assume is a link to your website. Um, it's a link back to my, so I'm looking at it here now so we can kind of talk through this. So yeah. on grow your brand. Yes. Line one is, is kind of the industry that, that, that we operate in, right? Industry leader in social plus digital media. So that we knock that out. Uh, the second thing is, what is it that we do in this industry? Well, we take brands to the next level online, very clear. And then the third one is my line of credibility, actually. So um, the co-founders of Grow Your Brand and the course that we're putting out there is, is myself and my business partner, Luke Hessler. But if you click on those, it'll take you actually back to my profile and to his profile. So Got again, it. this is actually a credibility point because 
you'll be able to see my profile with 2.3 million and I'm in verification. But if you click my partner, Luke's, you'll also see that he's got 108,000 and he's also verified. Okay. Okay. And then you can read his bio and see that he also helped people grow and monetize their brand. Right. And so for the purposes of the setup between Luke and myself, Luke owns a, an, an agency and he's one of my biggest resellers. So he resells a lot of my services. And so naturally we connect on a lot of different things because he's, we're operating in the same space. And then the last line obviously is just another line of notability. Kind of see this as social proof, almost like case studies or testimonials as seen in Forbes Inc. Park City Television. That's what that PCTV is for. And so the whole idea is I want my bio to do most of the selling for me as to why people should even look at my content, right? And so we've determined all of those factors before anyone's ever clicked on my website link or they've even checked out my content. It's great. Yeah, I know. It's great. And yeah, the Forbes, you know, traditional media outlet like that. And then the fact is that, yeah, it links back to your page where you've got over 2 million followers <laughs> is absolutely, you know, spot on. I've heard you talk about, and we have Linktree. So if you go to the Brand50 Instagram page, we've got Linktree. Tell us about the importance of Linktree. Linktree is super important because it turns your one link into multiple links. And so it's, it's just a way to direct the traffic to the places you want them to go, right? To the links you want them to see, et cetera. So like for my link tree, I'll pull it up here real quick so I can kind of talk through it. But if you, I kind of, I'm able to put at the top of this link tree, things that are most important at the time for me or whatever call to action I'm trying to take people through. So of course, right now I have build a powerful online brand, zero to hero course now available. And I, and I have it obviously where it's buzzing. So it's like, it gets a lot of clicks, right? Most people are going to be drawn to that. And this is because I won't, most of the people coming, if you have an interest to learn how to go and build a massive online personal brand, this course obviously would serve you. And then I have another little value. So, you know, down here with my eBooks that people can also purchase. So the top two things is a great way for me to also kind of monetize passively, just the organic traffic that, that's coming to my page already. So, okay. So I'm sorry. So let me ask you a question. I, and I, I apologize here. I don't know why I, I didn't see this on your, on your homepage. I don't, where is Linktree on here? I don't see it. On the Grow Your um, Brand IO. So, I, I, oh, I'm back on. I'm sorry. I'm on my personal page. Oh, okay. So you're, per, gotcha, 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 gotcha. Yeah. So okay. I clicked the little link. Yeah. Uh, going back, gotcha. Going that's, back to mine. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where okay. it's at. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Grow Your Brand. We don't have a link tree for Grow Your Brand. I do for my personal because I do have multiple places I want to take people. The call to action on Grow Your Brand is actually to get people into our funnel, which is that website link. So, because that's the main call to action with this particular brand, that's why we don't have a link tree there. So, with my personal brand, I do have a course. I do have eBooks. I do have other things that I could provide. But with Grow Your Brand, the reason that it exists is to get people in the funnel to the course so that they can learn. Like that's the whole purpose of that brand. You also, just for, for our audience, you have offer so much great content, your blogs. There's, there's like, it's phenomenal how much free content you have above and beyond some of the, you know, some of the other things you got going here. You definitely offer a lot of value. I appreciate you. I would say that was kind of the purpose of my, you know, the only thing, the, the main thing I use my, my YouTube channel for is to take interviews like this and to give out as much free value as I can to help people. Because I know that if I had things like this in front of me, when I was going down my journey, it would have been, it would have saved me a ton of time, energy, and pain. And yeah. so that's kind of what I want to be for people who are walking those same tracks that I did. 
And I can just tell you right now, you know, if, if anybody's listening and they want to go and do this, you know, this is not me selling, selling at all, because the whole reason I created the zero to hero course was not to make money. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing just fine. You know, we'll, I'm looking to actually sell social revelation for those interested somewhere between 10 to 20 million in the next two years. So like money wise, I'm okay. The reason why I have to charge for it is because people who pay, pay attention, right? And the Correct. more we invest into something, the more committed we are to whatever that thing is to go and consume it and get results. So that's why if I could give it away for free and I knew people would go and, and take it seriously and get the results, I would give it away for free. Um, I can tell you that this course is going to come May 1st. It's going to be, be sold for $2,000 plus dollars. Um, but when I tell you that the exact information that I use to go and literally make millions of dollars in 18 months and or less is all in here is, is, is jam packed into this course. If you're truly, truly interested, I would highly recommend you to go, uh, to Ryan White university. I have it listed there and yep. take advantage of this course, because if for any reason you get inside of this thing and you're not satisfied, if you, if you email us and let us know, we'll give you hundred percent of your money back. You keep the course, the whole course. And the reason, the only reason that we can say that is because we're so confident in the fact that when people get inside, they're going to be blown away with what's there. Yeah. And I, no. and I know that wholeheartedly. And you got a lot, I mean, it's 127 lessons. I was going to ask you about that uh, earlier, but it's 127 lessons. Is it, vid- is it a combination of video and text? Like what's, what's the format? So every single, uh, there, it's all video. So okay. everything is video and every video has, an, has a, a worksheet that's assigned to it. Okay. So, so the, the course is actually broke down into five different phases that we teach people. Okay. So phase number one is the intention phase. This is where we help you sit down. We have a full questionnaire for you to fill out to gain clarity on your brand, your positioning, kind of what you want to do, what, what problem and solution you want to offer to the market. And then we move you into the second phase, which is the foundation phase, which is where we, we show you exactly how to set up properly your social media channels, how to do your website how to go set up your Google My Business and all of the things that you need foundationally so that we move you into phase three, which is the intention phase. Now I'm showing you the tips and tricks of like how to go out and and land business podcasts, how to go get on a television show, how to leverage email and things of that source to go and drive the attention to the foundation we just built. Got it. And then in in, uh, phase four, we talk about conversion. And this is how to obviously take that attention and turn it into paid dollars. And then the fifth phase and final phase is the retention phase on after people are paying you, how do we maintain them as customers long-term? So 120 plus lessons inside of that, taking you through literally from from square one all the way to how you make money and retain people over the long-term is inside of this. Every single phase has a homework assessment. So you will go through the material, you will consume the material. And then our homework that we put in there is to make sure that you're applying the information. Right. So we have step by step for you to go and do that. And the one thing I love about that is because I've done courses, I take pieces of things that I love. We put that in there so that you can print these these worksheets out. You can write on them. You can staple them. And at the end of the day, you actually have something tangible in your hand you can walk away with. Yeah. Makes perfect. And that's how I like to learn, too. That That's that's incredible. I know you've got that and you've got also the daily routine or the morning routine, um, which is I guess, is it, would this be your morning routine or your suggestions for a morning routine? Yeah. So this is basically taking what I believe it's, it's using a little bit of research and things that are out there showing you different elements that make up a very, very good morning routine. And then I kind of contrast that with things that I'm already doing. But the idea is to help you go and create one that works for you. 
Yeah. So what's your, I'm curious, when does your morning routine start? So my morning routine on average, I've kind of gotten to the point now where I can get up at eight. Um, okay. There were times, you know, where, where I was, uh, I'm more of a night owl. So I'd rather work like to a one, two, three o'clock in the morning <laughs> if I have to. Yeah, you're creative type. Yeah. Yeah. Then be up, uh, you know, at the crack of dawn. So my alarm goes off at eight o'clock every day. Next, the first thing I do is have coffee. And I, I, I talk about a lot about getting into a positivity flow. For me, that's reading scripture. I read affirmations, I journal. And I do visualizations. And then from there, because I talk about the importance of like when you first wake up, if you can, if you can start getting positive inflow going in to activate your brain and things of that source, getting your body going, it's extremely like can put you in a positive state as you move throughout your day and set you up for, for things that you know are going to be coming later. And so once I move from that realm of like uh, reading scripture, affirmations, journaling, et cetera. I then move into a gym. So luckily, you know, I've, I've invested into a home gym. So I literally have to, my, my thought process there was, you know, if I have some, a gym that's 30 steps away from me, then there's really no excuses. <laughs> um, and so uh, that, and, and obviously being able to leverage the power of the brand deals that my wife's able to go and get, we have a full gym that's set up there. So I go do a workout. And so I'm really, really big on taking, you know, from 8 a.m. to say 11 a.m., those three hours in the morning for me. Now, obviously, I didn't do this in the beginning because in the beginning, if you're in startup phase, you you just got to go. You got to grind. You got to grind. And so I didn't have all of this in the beginning, but I've gotten to a point now, obviously, having employees and things that are working start work at 7 a.m. to where from 8 to 11, that's kind of me time Yeah. because I do a lot of my calls and uh, with other business owners and, and interviews like this. And that's just to ensure that you know after basically from noon on, because I'll typically work till 8, sometimes 9 o'clock at night. I'm giving the best of me for those for those eight hours. And so yeah. in order for me to know that I'm showing up like on this interview and be my best self, I have to take those first three hours in the morning for me. Yeah. And that's yeah, just kind of what I found. You've done a great job. Okay. I, I promise I, I really wanted to get get you out sooner. Um, just a couple no, it's more okay. questions. Yeah, I enjoyed just, being here. Just a couple quick more questions for you here. And going back to Instagram, you know, I, I heard you talk on another podcast, you talked about, this is, I think the issue that I have with my own personal, our, our Instagram account is, is breaking it into, into buckets. You've got your personal bucket, you've got like your, the business bucket, and there was a third bucket. Can you kind of explain? Yeah. Content of, pillars. Yeah. Exactly. So we, we, we talk about, um, we call them the three tiers and it can, you can use this for your content. So on Instagram, um, obviously the, there's three columns there that are kind of separated. So I look at it as like, my three tiers, as an example, is faith, family, and freedom. Freedom being obviously business work related. So in one column, you know, from a faith standpoint, I can, I can post things with captioning, right, that maybe is around my core belief in faith, right? The next column, obviously, is family. So this would be, you know, travel, me and my wife, things of that sort. And then the third column, obviously, is freedom. So this would be where I would post clips to an interview. This would be where I post maybe a tweet or something, maybe a link to a resource to kind of educate people. And so the idea is by having this structure, there's less trial and error, right? Or thought process that goes in when you're, when you're trying to think of, oh, well, what do I need to post next? Well, if you have it set up this way, you already know what's coming. And so therefore you can plan a lot easier. One other thing we talk about in the course that's extremely helpful is actually creating three different folders in your iPhone as albums and putting pieces of content in each wow. folder. Yeah. that you can then therefore uh, leverage. And so 
One other little nugget I'll give you, if you're not familiar with later.com, later.com is a great place to go and you can actually schedule out on a, on a calendar and you can auto schedule your posts to go out. So like for an example, I have a VA of mine that own Social Revelation and Grow Your Brand. We post consistently Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. We already have all our content scheduled out all the way through the end of May. That's taken awesome. care of. So like yeah. we don't even have to think about it for the next 30 days. That's and we great. always try to stay 30 days out. I love the pillar idea. Um, and then, f- I mean, I got a lot of, the, the last question for you here is just the posting. How often should people be posting? What I would say is minimum three times per week. The algorithms, remember, thinking from the standpoint of these platforms, their number one goal is to keep people engaged and on the platform. So with that, they're naturally going to reward people who are obviously helping them in that goal. And so the more you can post, the more active you are, you typically will get rewarded in the algorithm for the more times you post. Now, you don't want to have two followers and post 15 times in a day. So I would say work your way up to where maybe in the if you're under 100,000 followers, I would say, you know, you should you shouldn't be posting more than three or four times a day. Max, when you're first starting out, it's OK to I would start if it was me trying to trying to post at least once every day. And so that was Russell Brunson talks about this as well on how a goal should be when you're starting social to post once a day, every day for a single year. And you'll be surprised how far you come um, and do that on every single channel that you want to have a presence on. And, and, and then hashtags too, right? I mean, exactly. Gotta, yeah, exactly. So um, I actually have a very good resource on our website. Um, and, and we actually teach this in the course as well. On hashtag research, we have a, a proprietary system that I curated to go and basically help your post rank and reach more people. Um, you can get access to that on our website at socialrevelation.co, or you can go to ronwhiteuniversity.com, and that the whole process is, is inside the course. We teach you how to go and do it. Um, the final thing that I'll say when it comes to content in terms of nuggets is um, it's most people want to maintain an 80 to 20 ratio when it comes to that. So 80% consistency. randomness, right? So 80%, most people like the consistency, right? When it comes to content, like they know what to expect. They can, they kind of get an idea for what's coming, but then most people also, you can keep people hooked when you throw in that 20% random. So try to keep a 80 to 20 ratio there. And then the final thing that I'll say when analyzing your content is check out the ABCDQ method. And what that basically means is when you're analyzing a piece of content, you go through those letters. So A, is this aesthetically pleasing, right? Is this going to be something that catches people's attention? Uh, B, obviously, is for branding. Is this on brand with what I'm trying to put out, right? So for instance, it wouldn't make sense for me to go post me in the gym working out when I'm trying to obviously uh, be positioned as a digital expert when it comes to, say, social media marketing. You see what I'm saying? So is it on brand? C is, is it consistent? So is it, in, is it in alignment with things that I've posted in the past? And then D is for diversification. Is it diverse enough from the other things that I posted or, or is this basically just repetitive and the last three posts basically are saying the same thing? <laughs> right. And then Q just basically stands for quality. So is this something of quality? Because we want to make sure we're maintaining quality over quantity. So those are usually just some rules of thumb that I use as like a guideline. Uh, I lied. Final question. Video. <laughs> Video. You know, one of the things that, so my cousin and I are working on a, on a, he's a, he's an audio engineer, professional audio engineer, been an audio engineer for 30 years. I've been producer, director of photography for a number of years. So we're, we're working on an academy right now. We're in the process of developing and we're going to teach small businesses how to produce their own content, shoot their own videos, you know, 
What's your opinion on video? Do you think it's something that as we go further and further, it becomes just, you know, it's become more and more important to have? 100%. So uh, it's proven statistically. I think it's, I think you get 35% more engagement on a video than you do a, a photo. And it may be even higher now. I think the last time I looked it up, it was actually 35%. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if it's, if, it's, if it's much higher now. But video, naturally, it stimulates more things, right? Because it's stimulating someone's sight and sound versus just with a photo, right? It, it looks good. And so when we can stimulate more of the, the five senses, naturally, it's going to be more engaging. And so um, you can already see it. Most platforms are moving more to video. I think even Instagram made a statement that they have now officially moved away from a photo sharing app to more of a video sharing app. Yeah. They've already kind of made that discrepancy. And so you're, that's why you're seeing the rise of reels right now. So you see a lot of people, their own, like their content strategies are only posting reels because Facebook's trying to compete with TikTok short form video. And so they implemented reels. So naturally people on Instagram are getting more reach just by posting reels. So they're like, you know, there's a lot of people not even, not even wasting their time with photo right now. And so, yeah, definitely video is the way to go. If you can do it. My thought there is try to focus on more longer pieces of content in terms of like three to five minutes. And the reason I say that is because if you can sit down and record a video for three to five minutes, you have everything you need to turn it into short form and into a 10 or 15 second reel. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you can hire a team, a VA, or, you know, you can outsource it to an agency to where people can, they, I mean, all they do is take three to five minute pieces of content or an interview like this, and then they turn it into short form content. So you know, the one thing you can go that direction, right? But the one direction you can't go is to take a 10 second video and right. turn it into a, a YouTube clip. Yeah. Um, so my recommendation when I create is I try to do a, I try to put more time and energy in sitting down, planning out, scheduling out at least three to five minutes. And then I know I can at least turn that probably into 10 or 12 different pieces of content. That's awesome. Great. Great feedback, man. I just, I love this conversation so much. I also love your background, hustle and grind, because it is a hustle and a grind. <laughs> yes, sir. And the last one's execution. You just can't see it. Oh, over you here. can't see. Okay. Hustle, no, grind, hustle and grind and execution. That's that. That's the name of the game. Yes, Ryan, sir. we're going to, we're going to have all the information in the show notes. Um, we will have links to your courses. I'd highly recommend folks jump on the courses. And uh, again, I can't thank you enough for, for, for doing the brand 50 reinvention after 50 podcast with me. A hundred percent. And I appreciate you having me. And if you want to do a version two, I'm happy to do that as well. I know there's a ton more that we could dive into. So I'm open to it. We would definitely do that. Thank, thank you, Ryan. Yes, sir. Sounds good, Jack. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. For more information on all of our guests, go to brand50.com, where you'll find show notes and other resources to help guide you through the next exciting phase of your life. Please consider subscribing to our podcast on iTunes, along with other platforms, and write us a review while you're there. You can also sign up for our email list on our site to get the latest podcast updates. We promise you won't get a constant barrage of emails from us, and you can bet we'll protect your privacy as well. You can also follow us on social media accounts listed on our site. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.